It is time. Baltimore Ravens training camp officially starts today. We talk about biggest storylines, players to watch, and so much more coming up next here on Locked On Ravens. You are Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostreicher of Ravens Wire, here as always on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Thank you so much for being here, making us your first listen each and every day, free and available, all podcasting platforms. That includes over in video form on YouTube. Today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicles. Over parts to fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. And we are back again, five days a week here on Locked On Ravens. And this is the exciting part. The Ravens training camp officially kicks off today for 2023. We have... We've been through a lot this offseason, haven't we, covering this team from Lamar Jackson's situation to free agency, the draft, figuring out the wide receiver position, who's the new offensive coordinator. It's been I'm never going to forget this offseason personally, but now with that being over, well, the offseason I guess technically is still a thing, but I consider football back now with training camp. We're going to talk about the Ravens, a full training camp preview here, getting into training camp storylines in the first part of the show. Players to watch on the team in the second part of the show. That's, you know, throughout training camp, the preseason, et cetera. And then the latest roster moves. Baltimore's had a very busy couple of days. Honestly, a very busy weekend into the early part of the week. So, obviously, we're now in the mid part of the week with Wednesday. But we're going to get into all of that here today. So, now let's let's get into storylines. There, there are a bunch of things to look out for, things to watch when it comes to Baltimore Ravens training camp. And I think... The biggest one has to be on the offensive side of the ball. Just what, what's the offense going to look like? You know, how how is this team going to adapt to not being in that Greg Roman system anymore? I think very well. I think that Greg Roman system was a little outdated compared to uh, what the Ravens needed out of their offense. But that's one of the biggest storylines, especially in training camp, getting these guys up to speed, getting the reps in Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews. I think what goes hand in hand with that storyline is the injury situations to both J.K. Dobbins and Rashad Bateman, you know, with them not getting the reps. And look, it is the right decision, right? It's it's the right decision to not sacrifice health for reps. You want to make sure at this point these guys just get healthy for week one or they're as healthy as they can be for week one. And then you reevaluate from there. Hopefully they're back for then. But if not, you, you don't want to put them out there in training camp at like 65%. And there's a high risk for re-injury. And then you're saying, oh, we're, we're going to get them the reps and it'll be good for their development. And then they get injured and they can't actually play or get more reps. So Baltimore putting these guys on the PUP list. Obviously, Dobbins went on there. Then Bateman, he went on the did not report list, came off and on PUP. So Bateman's been all over the place the, <laughs> the past couple of days. But the injury situation with those guys with the new offense is how much catching up are those guys going to have to do? 
and who's going to get the snaps in their stead. Obviously, Gus Edwards will probably work as the running back one, but then you have Justice Hill, you know, newly acquired, newly signed Melvin Gordon, Keaton Mitchell in Dobbins' absence, and then in, in Bateman's absence, it's going to be, you know, Odell's going to be the guy, but then you have Zay Flowers, Devin Duvernay, Nelson Aguilar, et cetera. So I'm also intrigued to see what the Ravens do in terms of usage for some of these players. I mean, this is the time you can kind of, what am I trying to say? Kind of experiment with players because you don't want to do it on the field in a game that matters, right? You don't want to say, all oh, right, let's just take uh, Isaiah Likely. All right, Isaiah Likely, go out there and do something you've never done before in a game that matters. No, you, you want to find roles for guys now during training camp. So Isaiah Likely is one of those guys that I'm interested to see. How does Todd Munkin utilize him? How do the Ravens utilize him? Patrick Ricard is another one of those guys. What What's his role within the offense I think when it comes to positional battles, we, we kind of had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it was last week. I can't, time is a uh, time is escaping me. I can't really keep track of what day, what days, what day anymore. But we talked about it a couple of shows ago, where left guard is going to be one of my biggest training camp positional battles, and and those are storylines. You know, positional battles to me are storylines. So left guard is a huge one. Obviously, Ben Powers departing. Who's gonna? be that guy. And honestly, it could be who's going to be the next Ben Powers. And I say that because for me, might not have been like this for everyone, but for me, Ben Powers was actually off of my roster last season before cut down day. Ravens keep him on the roster. He wins the left guard job. I had a go in a Tyree Phillips originally, but then the Ravens obviously get rid of Tyree Phillips. He goes to the Giants. Ben Powers wins the job and he, he does incredible. He does a great job. And that's what I want, right? When when guys feel like they're, you know, down and out, there's no way they can come back. Like, for example, it feels like that with, with Ben Cleveland right now, right? And Cleveland is someone who, I think Cleveland is someone who is already being counted out by a lot of people. Look, right now, I don't have them on my 53-man roster. Now, it's not like I'm rooting against Ben Cleveland. I'm not rooting against Ben Cleveland at all. I want him to succeed and, you know, do what's best for him and have the ability to go out there and perform at a high level. But, you know, there is a, what can you do? You know, can you go out there and produce? Can you go out there and perform? So the left guard job is something I'm really interested about. I'd also say the backup quarterback position is super interesting to me. How, how does Anthony Brown perform? Tyler Huntley, what, what's his status with the team? Are they going to trade him in some, it would be a surprise trade if it happened. Not, I'm not expecting a Tyler Huntley trade, but you know, what goes on there? I think on the defensive side of the ball, it's Mike McDonald's second season. Guys getting acclimated. Roquan Smith and his first full offseason with the Ravens, him and Patrick Queen obviously go hand-in-hand -hand together. Rock Yassin is somebody who, you know, is getting acclimated for the first time. Where does Trenton Simpson play? Because that's another thing, right? Him, Brandon Stevens, Ardarius Washington, Kyle Hamilton, some of these versatile pieces where you're just kind of like, well, they can play multiple positions, but where are they going to be lining up the most in training camp during the preseason? Where do the Ravens want to see where they fit? Brandon Stevens, I think John Harbaugh pretty much confirmed. Yeah, he's going to play safety for him this year. But, you know, Trenton Simpson, is he the third inside linebacker behind Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen? Or is he, is he going to get edge snaps? That's something that's big. And then how do some of these other guys look, right? Some of the young guys with a lot of hype around them. Zay Flowers, a ton of hype. Rafe Owe, David Ajabo, tons and tons of hype there. There are a couple other players along those lines too. You know, young guys who are looking to step up in a big way. Also the cornerback position. We know Marlon Humphrey. We know Yassine. 
and we'll talk about Arthur Millette throughout the course of the show, the newly signed Raven, but the young guys, Jalen Armour Davis, Pepe Williams, Trayvon Mullen, Caillou Blue Kelly, those guys all, I think one or two of them, if the Ravens want to have a legit shot this year and not have to rely on, you know, because look, if Marlon Humphrey goes down, Marlon Humphrey is the second most important player on the Ravens. He is the most important player on the Ravens, not named Lamar Jackson because of how steep of a drop-off in that room. It goes Marlon Humphrey at the top, and then there's a steep drop-off, and then Rocky Yassin, who is still solid, but with how good Humphrey is, there is still a drop-off. And then from Yassin, there is a very big drop-off right now. So hopefully, I'm a big Trayvon Mullen guy personally. I like what he brings to the table. I also like Pepe Williams. I like Gardarius Washington. Jalen Armour Davis has potential for me. Kyle Blue Kelly, I think, has the ability to make an impact. He, he's NFL ready. So there are going to have to be a lot of guys stepping up there. You know, maybe a minor storyline is uh, about, you know, Tyler Ott and replacing Nick Moore. How's that going to go long snapper wise? If you don't know, Nick Moore tore his Achilles while training, getting ready for training camp. So that's an unfortunate blow for the Ravens. But out of somebody who's a pro bowler and obviously Lamar Jackson, right? Lamar Jackson's a huge training camp storyline. Again, goes hand in hand a little bit with the offense. How, how is he going to adapt to the new offensive system? Everybody's super excited about it though, right? This team, the vibes are good. You know, Tyler Nabom's second season. That's another one. There are a lot, there are a lot of guys. So coming up in the second part of the show, we'll dive more specifically, not so much into general storylines, but Ravens players to watch again throughout training camp in the preseason, so be sure to stay tuned. Plenty to talk about here on Lockdown Ravens. But first, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp, and there are always times throughout life where you can feel super uncertain about maybe where you were going in life or, you know, what the right path was and how you ended up getting through that can be a really memorable experience. Sometimes in life, we're faced with those tough choices, and the path forward isn't always super clear. You, you might not have a pure sense of what direction you want to go in. You might want some help figuring out where you want to go. So whether you're dealing with decisions around career relationships or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with the confidence and also excitement, trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And therapy is something that so many, so many people have benefited from. And so many have also had positive experiences through it. And there are so many broader benefits. So it can help you with learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, it can even empower you to become the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma, it is for everyone. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Locked On. We're back here, our second segment of Locked On Ravens Wednesday edition. Midweek, Kevin Allstriker still here with you. It's an exciting one, too, is, again, Ravens training camp kicks off today. So if you're listening to this before, I believe practice starts around 2, 2.30. You know, you're, you're getting excited, but if it's already happened, then obviously you, you know what happened. And we're, we're just going to look at players to watch because this isn't just pertaining to the first day of training camp. This goes throughout the entirety of it, throughout the preseason, as we as we kind of get ready for week one. And it's important because I think with the way the Ravens roster is built, and I've talked about this on other shows, I think that what Baltimore has right now, they have so much quality depth. Now, it might not be like, you know, the big name aspect of things. So I'll, I'll make this comparison. Marcus Peters and Justin Houston versus 
a guy like Rock Yassin and a guy like Kyle Van Noy. Those two, so Peters in Houston versus Yassin and Van Noy. Now, Van Noy hasn't signed yet, at least at the time of this recording, but he did put out that he actually took the Ravens conditioning test at home. He called it uh, not bad and a nice little workout. And I said on Twitter, I said, if you call the Ravens infamous conditioning test that so many have had so they, they've struggled. So many people have struggled with that test. Matthew Judon ended up tweeting at Kyle Van Noy. They played together and he ended up saying, you did it all wrong. If, if you're if you think it's not bad, I, I can't remember the exact tweet, but that's essentially what Judon said. With Van Noy saying that, that is the ultimate flex for how many people have failed that test, had to retake it, the horror stories. And I know Steve Saunders isn't there anymore, so maybe it's different. But still, to say the Ravens, the Ravens conditioning test is not bad in a little workout, that's an ultimate flex. So that, that would indicate that, you know, if Van Noy's taken the, the conditioning test, I feel like that might mean he's close to being a Raven. So we'll see. But again, nothing official. But back to my point. Marcus Peters and Justin Houston versus Rakyasin and Kyle Van Noy. Marcus Peters and Justin Houston are the big names, right? They're, they're big name guys. People know who they are. Rakyasin and Kyle Van Noy, like people know who, like they know who they are. But when you're talking about who is the bigger name, Peters and Houston, both those guys are the bigger name. But in that case, what I'm trying to say is that Baltimore has a bunch of these guys that aren't necessarily big names, but who are quality depth. Now, some of those guys have to prove that they can stay quality depth or that they are quality depth. Like there may be guys who have shown flashes, but need to take that next step or they're younger guys, but they have, they're deep at almost every position. Obviously edge is a big one. Now, if Van Noy signs, that makes it a little different corner. I, again, they signed Arthur Millette, who I, I guess we'll talk about him a little bit now and a little bit in the final segment. Millette is someone who was a veteran as a slot guy. The Ravens needed a slot guy. So the guys who are in that room outside of Humphrey, Yassin, Arthur Millette, you know, I guess you could classify Daryl Worley in this conversation too, but I'm, I'm not expecting huge things from Daryl Worley this year. It's the fact that Baltimore needs players to step up. And so when talking about players to watch, you know, we can talk about the Lamars and the Mark Andrews and the Roquan Smiths and like all those guys of the world but we don't have to watch them in training camp because we know how good they are. When I'm talking about players to watch, I'm talking about like Justice Hill, Keaton Mitchell, Melvin Gordon. Those are the guys. Justice Hill makes the team. I'd, I'd be shocked if he didn't. But when you're talking about maybe Melvin Gordon versus Keaton Mitchell for the fourth running back spot, Ben Mason is someone who I'm interested to watch and, and kind of see, do the Ravens maybe want to utilize him as a pass catching guy by all accounts in the workouts earlier in the offseason? Ben Mason was catching passes at like five catches one day. Maybe they want to keep him around. I don't know how that's going to work. The left guard competition that we talked about, some of those players, Ben Cleveland, Daniel Filele, Salas, somebody as well. They're, they're sixth rounder out of Oregon. So there, there are a lot of guys on the offensive side of the ball. Again, I mentioned Isaiah Likely. He's someone who I'm real, I'm super excited to see Isaiah Likely. Charlie Kohler, can't forget about Charlie Kohler here as well. He's a guy that I think gets overshadowed because Mark Andrews is one of the best tight ends in the league. And Isaiah Likely, who was in Kohler's draft class, ended up being this size, speed, you know, versatile guy for them. And Kohler obviously got a late start to the year. But I, I'm really intrigued to see Kohler. I think other guys who I'm excited to watch, maybe a guy like a Linderbaum, who, again, we know who Tyler Linderbaum is. We know who, who he is and what he does. But 
year two. What, what's his year two look like on the defensive side of the ball? That whole defensive line room, or at least the, the whole young group of defensive linemen there, Justin Matabike, Broderick Washington, Travis Jones, Rayshon Nichols is someone who I feel like could maybe sneak on the roster. Adafi Owe and David Ajabo obviously are two guys. You got you to gotta watch them this training camp in the preseason. They're going to be relied upon in, in such a big way that it's going to be hard to kind of try to push them down as, as storylines. They're one of the, those two make up one of the biggest storylines throughout all the training camp for the Ravens. And because of that, they are two of the biggest players to watch, in my opinion. Patrick Queen, not he's kind of graduated from that list. And honestly, I'd say going back to Linderbaum, I'd say Linderbaum probably would too. But I mentioned Trenton Simpson. And then the, the other guys in that room, like I think Malik Harrison is safe. Maybe he's a, he might be a cut candidate if a guy like a Josh Ross balls out or Christian Walsh balls out, Delshawn Phillips balls out. But that's what it is, where I'm excited to watch the other competition in that inside linebacker room. Roquan Smith, Trenton Simpson, Patrick Queen, all those guys, 100% safe, right? Unless something crazy happens, <laughs> unless, you know, they trade Patrick Queen or something. But the other competition with Harrison Phillips, Welch, Ross, I'm excited to watch that. Corner-wise, you know, I'll just, I'll name off the young guys again. Jalen Armour Davis, Pepe Williams, Trayvon Mulliner, Darius Washington, Caillou Blue Kelly. I kind of have them memorized by now. Like it's it's bad. But those guys, you know, how does Darius Washington hold up in the slot? Is there going to be a competition between Washington, Pepe Williams, and Arthur Millette? Who knows? Safety-wise, Brandon Stevens is a guy I really want to watch. And same thing with Geno Stone. And also coaching-wise, right, I'm excited to watch the coaches and just figure out where they fit in in their roles like T Martin how does he continue in the quarterback role coming over from being the wide receiver coach a guy like a Greg Lewis is the wide receiver coach Chuck Smith working with Rafael Wayne David Ajabo so there's plenty of excitement obviously with this team as I've talked about so much and I, it's just the excitement is amplified times a thousand today because of the fact that it is training camp day to day and coming up in the final part of the show we're talking about baltimore's latest roster moves again they've been very busy over the last couple of days and that did not change on tuesday so be sure to stay tuned lots of to get to on lockdown ravens will be right back we're back here our final segment of locked on ravens kevin allshriker still here with you thank you so much for being here with me on this wednesday as we ring in training camp for this ravens team and if you're in every day you listen every single day thank you so much for tuning in here we're coming up on another year anniversary for me four years hosting this show so not not quite it's it's in mid-august but still it's crazy we're coming up on that so fast here so if you've been with me since the beginning or close to it i appreciate that if this is your first time in welcome in you know if you're enjoying the content here be sure to subscribe in audio form if you want to listen there or in video form on youtube it's the same show both in audio and video so if you want to listen one day on your way to work and then maybe watch you know on phone or tv or wherever on youtube another day you can do that and you won't be missing out on any content and i appreciate all the support here if you're somewhere in the middle too thank you for your support whether you're listening in audio form or watching in video form but let's take a look at baltimore's latest roster moves and they have again been very busy over the course of the last couple of days on tuesday i'm going to run through the official moves the Ravens officially signed Melvin Gordon and Tyler Ott, the running back and long snapper, respectively. Now we got news of Gordon on Friday. That's old news, but they officially announced the move of Gordon and then of Tyler Ott, who I mentioned in the first part of the show where Nick Moore tore his Achilles. And so the Ravens are signing Ott, who is a pro bowler, was a pro bowler in 2020, had a shoulder injury, though, 
And it's going to hopefully just not be a, a huge transition, right? I feel like for long snapper, and no disrespect to the position, obviously, but I feel like there's not as big of a transition. So I think the Ravens should be okay there. The Ravens also claim Makai Polk off of waivers. And if that name sounds familiar, because it is, the Ravens signed him as an undrafted guy to Mississippi State last offseason and ended up getting cut during final cutdown day, signed on with the Giants. And I know some people call them the New York Ravens, or I think the Jets are the Ravens, and then maybe the Giants are like the Baltimore Giants. Both New York teams get a lot of Ravens players with the Jets having Joe Douglas over there and obviously the Giants having Don Martindale. But at this point, the Ravens with Makai Polk, I don't don't think it necessarily means too, too much. I think he's going to be a camp body, can give you some snaps, and honestly would be a pretty solid practice squad guy, but the Ravens do have a couple of those. And they released Andy Isabella and Mike Thomas, two wide receivers. And, you know, Spencer Schultz, I got to get him back on here to uh, officially close the the end to the Andy Isabella chapter with the Ravens. He is Andy Isabella's biggest fan. I'm just kidding. He does not like him at all. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it, we've, well, we always had a couple of good laughs over that. So I'll get Spencer back on here. We'll talk about that probably towards the end of our, our conversation next time he comes on here. Also, one guy I forgot to mention, a guy I, I want to watch is Dante Demas. I'm a huge Dante Demas guy. I was looking at the wide receivers and I thought, oh yeah, I forgot to forgot to mention Dante Demas. So let's talk a little bit about Arthur Millette now. We've talked we've talked a lot about Gordon. I talked about Millette a little bit yesterday. Millette's a former Steeler. He played in the slot, can also play play special teams for them. It's a move that I'm not super excited about. Millette has been somebody that has had his moments, his coverage snaps here and there, but as a whole has not been wonderful in coverage. He's a pretty good tackler. He, he has that going for him. But I would have rather personally had a Bryce Callahan. I think Callahan still has a lot of good football left in him. I, I don't really know. You know, I, I feel like the reason is probably special teams, just because maybe Callahan wouldn't be that guy for them, and they feel confident enough in a guy like Millet's veteran experience to go out there and compete and hopefully produce for them. But I just – I'm not as high on the signing as some. I know some people are not excited about it alongside me, but I'm not going to just write him off and say there's no shot he's good for the Ravens. I want want him to be good for the Ravens. It's just I see a lot of Steelers fans, and I'm not basing my opinion off of what the Steelers fans are saying, but it is similar to the Alejandro Villanueva signing and the fact that we did see when the it was reported two days ago, and then you know the agreed to terms. Jeremy Fowler reported it yesterday, but Steelers fans were all up in the comments saying, "Oh, this is great! He's going to get burned. I hope Kenny Pickett throws at him." So that is very similar to Alejandro Villanueva, who you know the Steelers fans were dancing in the streets and saying, oh, "Can't wait to get T.J. Watt on him!" And yeah, we we know how that Alejandro Villanueva signing went. Well, look, it's no secret the Ravens didn't need a slot guy. We debated Marcus Peters. We debated Rocky Yassin for the entirety of the offseason up until Yassin actually signed with the Ravens. And we had talked about how both Yassin and Peters are not slot guys. So I said, yeah, they could sign both Yassin and Peters, but they would still need an additional guy to play in the slot. Maybe it's internal like Washington or Darius Washington or uh, Pepe Williams. So the Ravens, because Kyle Hamilton could play that role for them, but he's going to be playing more safety. I, I expect him, just much like John Harbaugh's kind of alluded to, he's going to transition into a, a more safety role with Chuck Clark now gone. So Mullet, somebody that hopefully can find football, again, or find more consistent football, 
in Baltimore, but I would just go into the year with lower expectations than, you know, signing a guy like a Bryce Callahan personally. And then Kyle Van Noy, again, and the update that he posted that he took the Ravens conditioning test. I'd say it's a, it's a good sign that maybe he'll sign with the Ravens. I don't, you know, I'm not putting all my stock into it. Obviously things can change, things can happen, but I would expect Baltimore to, uh, to make a move there. Now there have been reports that the bears, the Chicago bears are interested in Justin Houston. So maybe the Ravens are going to sign Van Noy and that opens up another opportunity for Houston to go somewhere else. There were also reports on, you know, like I saw a lot of aggregator accounts and, and, you know, just guys who, you know, break news from people who break news say that essentially the Ravens were interested in Chase Young or there were rumors that the Ravens were interested. I don't know where those came from. Like we've talked about Chase Young and the possibility that Washington could move off of him unless I missed where, cause it said it came from USA today, but I think that was more of an opinion piece. I don't really know where those came from. So I don't know how substantive those reports are. Maybe there are, and I just missed where they were. I'm not trying to say they're false because I don't know if I just missed where they were reported, but I would kind of pump the brakes on that a little bit. It would be great if Chase Young were to come to Baltimore. We've talked about it on this show multiple times. I think he'd be a great fit inside outside versatility, a little bit of a, a reclamation project has suffered some injuries, but the talent is there. He has the athletic tools, the size, the strength, the speed, the moves. But, you know, I think at this point, what would you give up for Chase Young? I don't know. Maybe a fourth and a fifth I saw was one. A third I saw was another. Fourth and a sixth I saw. Maybe James Perchet I think I saw on a trade. People are throwing James Perchet in every trade. <laughs> I feel kind of bad after the uh, the number change. I remember when when the Ravens were rumored to get DeAndre Hopkins, everybody was saying, Oh, James Prochet better be ready to change numbers again because he's number 10 since Odell took number three or James Prochet, I guess, let him have number three. But we'll see. I just I wouldn't get too far ahead of myself on the Chase Young stuff. But if it happens, I would love it. But I just I think I want to see something more substantive than what we've seen so far there. But that's all I have for you here today on Locked on Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in today. When we get back here tomorrow, more Ravens content here from us breaking down the day one of Ravens training camp. So be sure to stay tuned for that. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Locked on Ravens.